Well, good afternoon and welcome to your DIY Health Radio here on the Spreaker Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. And this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. And with that in mind, we invite you to check out the website, yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there, all the products we talk about there, including the terahertz frequency devices, which are featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And I want to cover real quick, we got a special going on. Um, between now and the end of the month, January 31st, uh, anyone who buys a, um, I, uh, the Terra P90 by Oli Life will get a free, catch it free, $1,000 value MRET molecular quantum resonator pitcher. You put water in this thing and it restructures the water, makes it more bioavailable, so that blood uh, circulation is better, uh, enhances the cell activity, reduces blood concentration, promotes blood circulation, uh, makes nutrient absorption better. Um, It also helps detoxify, helps get the good stuff into the cells and the bad stuff out of the cells, and It also produces uh, an antioxidant quality, which helps fight cancer and inflammation and that kind of stuff. And the information is on the website, yourdiyhealth.com. And uh, like I said, it's a $1,000 value. You get it free if you buy a P90 between now and the 31st. And I also have a a link right below the uh, picture of the device uh, where you can click and get an article that I covered yesterday that uh, talks about the physiological effects of this uh, type of uh, water and uh, the fantastic results a lot of people have had. Uh, There's, uh, at the end of that document, it's a PDF, and at the very end is a uh, series of, I think, eight, seven or eight uh, case histories where people have used this stuff and really turned some things around um, just by drinking the water. Really cool deal. So I encourage you to check it out, and uh, it's kind of like a, a two-for deal. <laughs> You're getting a $1,000 value uh, device, which right now, that's the only way it's available. Um, I'm hoping we'll have them available as, uh, you know, just out for purchase. But um, right now, the only way to get one is to buy a P90, and you'll get one free. Pretty slick deal. So check that out. Uh, if you have any questions, hit the Contact Me button. and while you're on the main site, be sure and hit the radio shows tab. And at the top of the page, you'll find the link to our archive page set up to castbox.fm. And if you scroll down a little bit, right below it, actually, you'll see the rumble button. And if you click that, it'll take you right to the rumble page set up for the show. And we encourage you to follow the page and like the videos. And that'll help the algorithm to kick it out to more people. So more folks can learn how to restore their health naturally instead of uh, relying on the witch doctors and sorcerers. Uh, people pushing drugs and surgery and uh, lethal injections. So uh, check that out. If you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information on the shows we do, when they're on and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for show, as well as the Telegram channel. 
Uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, Free Conference Call, uh, Rumble, any of the other platforms we're on, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we see in this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. That being said, I've been scrambling. I tried to get, I was trying to get my website updated right before the show. I got uh, uh, several people that want to get P90s between now and the end of the month, and I have several more that I think uh, once I let them know that the uh, MRET uh, device or picture or whatever you want to call it is, is available free, uh, they will probably want to get one too. Um, so we're working on all that kind of stuff. Just been running like a head with my chicken cut off, and. Uh, in the process, totally got scrambled up as to what I was going to talk about today. But one of the things I wanted to cover, um, something I heard on uh, the last hour of the Alex Jones show yesterday, Maria, Maria Z from uh, Z Media down under in Australia, was uh, interviewing uh, Dane Wigington of Global or GeoengineeringWatch.org. And um, they did a really good segment discussing all the stuff that's going on right now how we've got this arctic blast that seems to be hitting the entire country and you've got places like louisiana and uh, texas that are experiencing uh, like zero temperatures while iceland is 30 40 degrees cooler i mean warmer also um temperatures on the ground <laughs> are colder than they are a thousand feet up which is very unusual uh very unnatural as well but before we get to that i have a um, a video i think it was john bound did it i'm not positive but i think he announces it in there somewhere about the disease x <laughs> so i want to play that real quick once i get it set up here um i think this is it yeah here we go Who knows what their internal numbers are, but as far as we can pull together, the Psychos at Davos 2024 are gleefully celebrating their victorious genocide of 17 million people from their poisonous jabs with far more in their sights. The unelected so-called health experts at Davos 2024 are now prioritizing Disease X, the final solution to solidify New World Order domination. How did we get here? It began with utilizing COVID hysteria. Dr. Fauci blew up the age-old regulatory process for testing new vaccines in order to bring in a host of DNA-altering technology. COVID has since been proven to have been created in a lab. Disease X is lab-driven from the outset. Decades of researching human genes in mice and other animals and the discovery of ancient diseases have resulted in the World Economic Forum nonchalantly predicting that Disease X, with a 100% kill rate, could spread across the world in as little as 36 hours, killing upwards of 80 million people. 
Research has been ongoing at the UK's high-security, state-of-the-art facility in Porton Down, where a threat list grows of animal viruses capable of infecting humans. Meanwhile, the United States Congress is pushing the bio-research bill, H.R. 3832, to further U.S. labs' research of Disease X. Disease X represents far more than a pandemic of untold mass death. Disease X allows the pharma billionaires behind it to become trillionaires. Now, Disease X, um, I've been teaching this sort of thing pretty well full-time since 1990. And um, I'd never heard of this Disease X. So I looked at some of my books because when I wrote my book, I couldn't remember putting it in. So it wasn't in there. But So it must be a new disease. It's a virus we don't know yet, but we do know it's out there. But the video I was doing yesterday was examining a particular virus uh, that was uh, experimentally used to infect mice, caused a disease of the brain and on uh, at the, at the end of the study, none of the mice at the end of the study were alive anymore. And that virus, my understanding from reading of the paper, was it had been, it evolved in cell cultures in a laboratory. So as a result of going through cell cultures in a laboratory, the function of the virus had been, uh, had been increased. So is the next pandemic really preventable? <laughs> Funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation supported CEPI to invest $1.2 million in a startup to create under-the-tongue vaccine wafers for needle-free vaccines against Disease X, while simultaneously allowing the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty to reach into sovereign nations and bypass their governments, a policy-shifting Trojan horse that was rehearsed at the Clade X tabletop exercise by the Johns Hopkins Center in Washington, D.C. in 2018. The World Health Organization estimates that 150 million people have died. That's approximately 2% of the global population. In the U.S., there have been an estimated 82 million severe cases and 15 million deaths. At least 5 million Claydex deaths happened because adequate medical care wasn't available. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 90%. The GDP down 50%. It was only by nationalizing the healthcare system that basic medical care is still available. The government now pays for, controls, and rations all medical care. The president remains in critical condition. And while the vice president is out of intensive care, he remains unable to assume his constitutional duties. One third of the US Congress is dead or incapacitated. What if years go by without a vaccine? Then experts tell us that we could eventually see 30 to 40 million deaths in the U.S. and more than 900 million around the world, 12% of the global population. As the expose reported, Claydex is said to have illustrated high-level strategic decisions and policies needed to prevent a severe pandemic or diminish its consequences should prevention fail and will educate senior leaders at the highest levels of U.S. government as well as members of the global policy and preparedness community and the general public. Disease X is coming, but it isn't some chaotic pandemic we must manage. It is a genocidal kill weapon agreed upon by the worst members of humanity. John Bowne reporting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. And they're playing around with that right now. It's just 
unreal what we're dealing with here. But um, I don't know. It's going to be kind of crazy. But I uh, just wanted to play that real quick, just give you a little previews of coming attractions, I guess is the best way to put it. But um, this uh, show with Maria Z, I wanted to play, uh, give you an idea of what's going on with the uh, geoengineering and uh, the fact that it's pretty much everywhere. And uh, another thing that we're going to have to deal with, or we are dealing with now, as a matter of fact. But uh, let's see what they have to say. Very, very important guest for you today. Weather warfare is something that I think needs a lot more attention. And now that InfoWars is streaming live to X as well, uh, it's it's very important to get this guest on today. His name is Dane Wigington, geoengineeringwatch.org, uh, has been researching geoengineering for a very, very long time. And he's got updates for us today uh, as to what they are doing in terms of weather warfare, including recently in Iowa. Dane, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Maria. My gratitude to you and InfoWars for your continued attention towards what's happening in our skies. Absolutely. Well, it's hard to ignore it, Dane. Uh, last time I spoke to you, I said to you, there hasn't been a day that I can remember that I haven't seen the sky full of GT stripes. And recently, you know, in Australia, we're currently living through our summer. It's apparently global boiling. And yet it's pretty much freezing along the East Coast. Uh, you know, we everyone knows Australia hitting temperatures well over 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, and uh, and we've barely had that this year. So I'm keen to hear from you what they're doing in terms of weather warfare, not just in the United States, but everywhere. A key component of climate engineering that far too few are aware of or make account for is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. It's cloud seeding with chemical ice nucleating elements, endothermic reacting elements. It's happening right now on a massive scale in the US. This is literally engineered winter weather warfare. And these elements are an energy absorbing element. Again, an endothermic reacting element. That's why you see these flash freeze scenarios, Maria. We have, for example, the kind of freezing temperatures we see right now throughout parts of the US that have been formerly far above normal temperatures and are predicted to be far above normal temperatures again in a week. So when these flash freeze scenarios happen, people should wonder why this is occurring, why we have the climate engineering cover-up actors at the Weather Channel and other agencies like them trying to explain away why it's literally 30 degrees warmer, 5,000 feet up in the atmosphere. That's wrong, that's absolutely wrong. It's climate engineering creates a cold, dense layer of air that descends to the surface, Maria, and, and thus you get these ice storms that we have in the transition between the flows of moisture that in the US, they're using to fuel these theatrically named winter storms, and you have an ice, storm transition zone between the warmer flows of moisture and the frozen material by the time it hits the surface. So we see loads of traffic accidents. And again, the, the flash freeze scenarios that we, we see occurring, they, they target certain areas to pile up snow to make uh, sensationalized headlines. But then we have the whiplash right back to the opposite extreme. And that's what we're facing now. But winter weather warfare, not speculation. Chinese government openly announced that they were engaged in this all forms of major media covered it, The Guardian, CNN, MSNBC, Popular Science, Fox News. But yet, now that map's important. That's, a, that's the scheduled weather, literally. That's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. 
the U.S. Agency of Weather Personnel that have a federal gag order on them. And that is that is literally the scheduled weather done by Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, private defense contractors that are neck deep in climate engineering. So Americans simply have no idea the degree to which their weather is being completely manipulated. Uh uh, Dane, you sent me a link, and if the team's got it, geoengineered winter weather, the chemical ice nucleation factor. If we don't bring it up now, we'll bring it up on the other side of the break. I was watching. Uh, I was what? There it is. I was watching uh, mainstream media reports and and hearing them say things like, "Oh wow, you've got to be so brave to go out in Iowa to vote." Uh, look at these brave people going out into this weather. It's almost as though, uh, I mean, I I think it is definitely uh, weather warfare being used to even interfere with things like elections. I think this is an uh, you know an unseen weapon initially um, because people, so many people aren't aware of how it's happening, and there's so many various ways in which they're doing it to uh, to you know even to the point of making people feel depressed because they barely see any sunlight. This is certainly the case in Australia. Uh, so we're going to go to break in a second. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about what happened in Iowa. And I want to ask a few more questions about this flash freezing and what the United States can expect, as well as people on other, uh, you know, in across every other country. Geoengineeringwatch.org is the website. Watch the dimming. And we'll be back with Dane Wigington after this short break. Welcome back. Infowarsstore.com is where you need to go to continue supporting this broadcast. Get yourself some high quality products, get yourself a copy of Alex's books, support Infowars today. We're here with Dane Wigington of geoengineeringwatch.org. And uh, team, if you can do me a favor, can you just bring up the smoking gun? Everyone goes to zmedia.com and just search the term smoking gun on the interviews page. Uh, it's also up on band.video on the Z Media tab, so it's it's up everywhere. This, Dane, is where I went to the NOAA, and I'm bringing this up because you just mentioned the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association. These these guys, the NOAA, uh, openly publish on their website, it took a bit of digging for me, but openly publish all of the weather modification operations they're doing around the United States. I've spoken to people who don't think this is real. So I went in, I got all of these contracts where they're doing it in Utah, Colorado, Texas, snowpack, rainpack. Uh, stopping stopping the rain. This it's absolutely real, and they publish it online. So please talk to us about what happened in Iowa, uh, and you know how people are, were, were actually essentially, I think, being um, discouraged from going to to the uh, the Iowa caucus. Many agendas being carried out at once. I don't deny that. There are many layers to this scenario, but the. The core agendas are far larger than the illusion of elections that we have in some choice in what's happening with our government, which we don't. But I don't deny that those types of events are certainly some of the fringe benefits for those in power of what they're doing. I, I, I'm not denying that at all. I don't know if you have access to your email, Maria. I just sent you another map that would be very important to put up if you have a way to get that to your producers there, that would be very telling, but I just sent that to you right now. In regard to the, again, the overall agendas, they are certainly decimating crop production, we know that. And, and as far as these, these elements go, I wanna point out a couple things so that your listeners understand the magnitude of what they're doing, Maria. You've been in a market before, Maria, where you have the open, mar you have the open freezer, that has all the frozen material inside and the whole top of the freezer is open, but that cold air sits in that basin. You've seen that before, correct? Yes. So you have 
The same scenario happening now, when they chemically nucleate cloud moisture, a cold, dense layer of air descends to the surface. This tends to be a very penetrating cold. It's, it's very, very um, low to the touch. The, the temperatures we've had with some of the frozen material that falls, Maria, can be 10, 15, 20 degrees colder than the ambient temperature of the air around it. How is that possible? Again, it's a chemical freeze. Same as you have a, a first aid kit on your shelf for 20 years at room temperature, you mix that cold pack chemical together, you have ice instantly. And that's the same principle. Again, it's called an endothermic reacting element. These are patented processes. And many are beginning to wake up to the fact that this winter weather warfare is a core part of climate engineering. It's not just covering the sky with light scattering particles, blocking our sunlight, eliminating our blue skies. They are absolutely engineering these radical temperature swings and you also have elements in the in this frozen material, Maria, which comes in many different forms, and your listeners have probably noticed this. It's not just a snowflake like we, we've we experienced from decades past. We have cotton ball-like frozen material. Some looks like grains of rice, or what's called grapple, looks like little styrofoam balls. All of these are different forms of chemical ice-nucleated elements. But, and that, what you show right there, that's a very important picture. That's that's ice balls likely from Lake Michigan or the Baltic Sea. That is absolutely core to climate engineering. When you drop these endothermic reacting elements on a body of water, it builds up around those elements and forms those ice balls. And how, how many people would think that that's normal or natural to have coastlines and beaches and the Great Lakes, which by the way are record warm right now. I don't know how many people know that. There's no ice on the Great Lakes. They're virtually the, the warmest they've ever been in recorded history. Nobody talks about that. They just look at the cold, cold, cold. So again, there's, there's factors here we're not being told about. One key element I want to mention today that there's, as we speak, legislation being voted on in New Hampshire to ban climate engineering operations, which carries in this legislation some significant, there you go, thank you, some significant um, penalties if this were to pass, which is unlikely. But the fact that the legislatures did a, a very good job of drafting this using the science terms and descriptions, this is helpful. We hope people will circulate this draft to their legislatures in, in their states so that we can help bring awareness to this issue. Because the, the gravity of what they're doing in our skies cannot be overstated. This is not just weather warfare. It's also a form of biological warfare at minimum with the elements we know are falling, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, uh, surfactants, graphene. And two of those elements, polymer fibers and graphene, we know are used militarily as biological carrier agents, which means they can carry a pathogen from the clouds to the ground. So there are so many levels of warfare going on in our skies, Maria. Well, the biological carrier agents that you're discussing um, in terms of the the nanoparticles that are in the trails that are in our sky skies can literally be programmed at this point with anything. And so when you're talking about disease X, and I, I mentioned this with you on air before, Dane, and I keep bringing it up because it's it's so vital. Even when you look at uh, disease X and you look at um, the World Economic Forum, for example, posting about this, it's their it's their uh, climate and science department. Um, when you look at Australia's pandemic preparedness report, you can see, and that's the CSIRO involved in that, who were suspected of uh, participating in gain of function in China. Uh, they talk about how future pandemics are going to be caused by human encroachment on natural habitats, uh, which is basically you going to your local park. Um, and also 
uh, the um, because of climate change, pandemics will change. Uh, you know, as they see fit because of the because of climate change. And so, as they continue to geoengineer the weather, uh, they're also dropping harmful biological agents into the skies and then blaming it on climate change. Blaming it on nature. They've always done so. Yes. And why would we believe that they're not doing this, conducting biological experiments every single day when we know, as I've cited in the past, as of as far back as 1977, according to the Washington Post, the US military had already done no less than 239 open air biological tests on innocent, unknowing US civilians. This is business as usual. How many have they done since then? Why wouldn't they do this? Of course they're doing it. We have all of the global elite stating that global populations need to be cut by about 90%. Do we think they're really here to help us? Of course not. And these elements are infiltrating everything. We know that now microplastics are in virtually everything. And that's part of the polymer fibers that are a part of the climate engineering mix. Everywhere from the North Pole, South Pole, top of Mount Everest. And, and yes, we have trash all over the world, plastics decomposing. But this contamination is so ubiquitous with particles that appear to be manufactured when they're looked at through examining equipment in labs. And so again, we can't separate climate engineering from all of this. And now, according to recent studies by Consumer Reports, for example, they studied 85 staple foods, 84 of which, including organic, had a massive amount of microplastic nanoparticles in them. A bottle of water, this was just published a week ago, a bottle of supposedly pure drinking water, 250,000 particles, nanoparticles of microplastic and what people imagine to be a, a clear bottle of drinking water. And these plastics infiltrate into our organs, into across the blood brain barrier. They're unimaginably small. For your listeners to understand how small a particle, a thousand nanoparticles can fit across the width of a single human hair. That's unimaginably small and they're in everything now. So again, What's happening in our skies, just the elements alone are highly toxic. When you mix those elements, you have what's called synergistic toxicity, which in the case of mercury and aluminum makes the total toxicity as much as 10,000% worse. That's 100 times worse. And now we have the potential biologicals, which are certainly a part of the mix. And you have fungal elements, Maria, which that's fungal infections from people to the flora and the fauna very insidious, very hard to detect, very hard to get rid of. And when you feel the atmosphere with these types of particles, they become fungal proliferation platforms. And when you're blocking the sun, which would otherwise sterilize many fungal ailments, now, now we have a, an entire biosphere that's infected with fungal everything on top of all the rest I just described. They're literally just creating a, a toxic environment, absolutely anywhere that you go. <clears throat> I'm aware of the... <clears throat> Pardon me, the microplastics uh, that they recently said that they were finding it actually that they were talking about the fact that they were uh, discovering this uh, even during surgeries, uh, this this buildup of microplastics. So uh, I want to talk to you more about, uh, you know, who, who's doing this on the other side of the break and how we put a stop to it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Dane Wigington. You know, when I was in the United States last year at the Reawaken America tour, I spoke to a, a couple there, really, really beautiful couple. And the 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 female, uh, I don't know whether she was a girlfriend or wife, said to me, "Oh, you know, he, he's fully on board about her partner. He's fully on board with everything, but he just doesn't believe that geoengineering is occurring." And I said, "What? What is it? Like, what? You don't see the stripes in the sky? You don't understand?" 
He said, it's just so far-fetched. I, I, I love InfoWars. I watch it daily. I just can't grasp the geoengineering stuff. So I directed him to that, uh, to that broadcast that I told everyone about before, the chemtrails, the smoking gun. And I said, watch this, because the NOAA literally has all of their completed projects of geoengineering uh, on their website. They've even got a contract with uh, Make Sunsets for all the Earth, solar radi radiation management of all the Earth blocking out the sun. It's on their website. And Dane Wigington's here with me today. And what I wanted to tell you, Dane, that when I did that investigation, what I found was so interesting because I thought, why are they uploading all of this online for the whole world to see? It's so strange. And uh, and I read through their omics strategy uh, for 2025. And basically they were saying that they needed to upload uh, everything that they were doing onto the cloud to feed AI so that AI could best predict how to deal with climate change. And so what happens when you feed an AI model that you've got to continuously do geoengineering in order to mitigate climate change, you know, what's the potential that in 2025, the NOAA's AI is going to say, we need to do more of this? If I can make a delineation between, and you're correct, all those publicized state regional weather modification programs, those are very different from climate engineering. They are real, you're 100% correct, they're ongoing, but they are completely negated by the exponentially larger climate intervention operations. So what those publicized programs are designed to do is to make people believe that the single engine propeller driven aircraft with a few flares strapped to the wings is the full extent of these programs, which couldn't be further from the truth. So when you take one quote weather modification plane, like I just described, single engine propeller driven airplane, flares on the wings with silver iodide that might disperse 10 or 20 kilos at max in a payload, a KC-135, a military KC-135 can disperse 100 tons in a single flight. So those local weather mod programs are designed to give the impression that these operations in our skies are smaller and more benign than the, again, extremely dire, uh, completely biosphere altering programs that they are. And on the Make Sunsets group, two, uh, I would argue, uh, distraction clowns from Silicon Valley that, that tried to obscure the overall picture of climate engineering, this is useful to those in power in that it takes people's eyes off of what's actually happening which is an intergovernmental cooperation, Maria, and that's very important to understand. Whatever the superficial conflicts are, China, Russia, US, they are absolutely all colluding and cooperating on the climate intervention operations. It cannot be otherwise. There has to be global cooperation. We have US documents as much as 800 pages long posted at geoengineeringwatch.org that describe that intergovernmental cooperation, specifically stating that this supersedes other conflicts that they will work together on these issues. There is blanket immunity described for anyone and everyone involved with these programs. So the scope and scale of what's happening in our skies cannot be overstated. And back to the biological aspect, one more element that's worth mentioning are prions. And that's something many people don't know much about. And the prion is a very, very insidious pathogen. It's it's mad cow disease, Crutchfield Jacobs in humans. It has a very long latency period. So if they are seeding something like a prion, it can sit 
dormant, like a ticking time bomb for months, years, even decades before it takes hold. And you can't cook this out of your food, for example, if it's in if it's in a, a deer or a other form of wildlife or in your livestock or your poultry or prions are very insidious. For those listeners that don't know what those are, they should investigate that. And again, back to those in power, when they are openly stating on the record that 95% of the population needs to go, how can anyone possibly think that they're here to help? And, and one more comment about the person you spoke to that said they just couldn't accept climate engineering is happening. If a person can't assimilate what they can see with their own eyes, and we have film footage at geoengineeringwatch.org, up close, nozzles visible, these aircraft turning on and off. If a person doesn't accept that, there's not much else you can do. Time to move on to somebody else, but we have many in society that are in that exact category. Yes, I agree with you, Dane, and you're absolutely right. This is much bigger than the local projects. I just meant that if people were struggling to understand that this is happening, I mean, it's all up there. The NOAA admits it, you yes. know, so so as a bare minimum, you've got those documents saying we're conducting this in your area. Um, and so yes. I want to ask you, because it, it, there is global cooperation going on with this. Uh, often people talk about the fact that they look on flight radar. They don't know what planes they are. Uh, a lot of people think these are predominantly military planes that aren't showing up on flight radar that are dropping this into the skies. Who is doing it, Dane, and who who is it when you can't see who the uh, which plane it is? Well, all roads lead to the money. And again, you're completely correct that, that the fact that you found all these publicized programs, how can people look at that and not realize, of course, they're doing it on a much bigger scale and not disclosing it? I mean, it, it's certainly undeniably real and happening. So, you know, if people don't look at that, what you have investigated and, and discovered is proof, then not much you can do to help those people, certainly. But in regard to those involved, again, we have certainly military aircraft. The U.S. military, obviously the most powerful in the world, they have more aerial tankers than all other militaries combined in the world. So the U.S. military is certainly the biggest part of this equation. But we also have commercial aircraft with commercial markings involved. And I just yesterday did an extensive interview with a very sincere Australian Qantas veteran pilot of 30 plus years. And to his credit, he is absolutely acknowledging these operations are real and ongoing, but we're not implicating commercial pilots or personnel. And that was one thing we covered in the interview I did yesterday in, from Australia. But their aircraft are being used. We have film footage of that up close with dispersions turning on and off. And again, these are automated systems, so there would be no reason to involve commercial anybody. So that's there's many layers to this. There's compartmentalization. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. And this is standard military practice. So the bottom line is they're utilizing every aircraft they can to completely saturate the skies with light scattering particles. And to make this clear too, every single engineered flash freeze cool down like that which we see happening in the US, and by the way, the scheduled temperatures in a week, it's scheduled to be coast to coast in the US, above to far above normal temperatures. Nature doesn't create that kind of whiplash event. This is climate engineering. So, but for every single cool down they create, Maria, because they're damaging what's left of the ozone layer, they're disrupting the hydrological cycle, they're killing the, the flora, the forests. Every event makes the overall damage to the planet worse, not better. And there are too many that are too invested in these operations to turn back. They're not going to turn back 
unless or until populations wake up to what's happening, especially our military brothers and sisters and their families, and people take to the streets and put an end to this. That's what it's going to take because no form of legislation is going to matter. We've we've got to go to break, Dane. We're going to continue this on the other side of the break, talking about action. Don't go anywhere. We're here with Dane Wigington. Hey, I got some good news for everybody. A lot of products not available at InfoWarsStore.com are available at DrJonesNaturals.com. Just one word, DrJonesNaturals.com. We'll put that on screen, DrJonesNaturals.com. Dozens and dozens of silver products, that original super silver toothpaste with the iodine, the nano silver, the tea tree oil. This is the most incredible toothpaste ever. It's exclusively available at DrJonesNaturals.com and so many other products you can't get at InfoWarsStore.com or available at DrJonesNaturals.com. A lot of people, we've gotten so many calls and emails wanting this toothpaste. He's produced it again, it's available again, a limited run at DrJonesNaturals.com. And there's so many other great products there on the site. Be sure and check it out. There's a lot of products available there that are available at InfoWarsStore.com. A lot of products that aren't available at InfoWarsStore.com are available at DrJonesNaturals.com. We're here with Dane Wigington. I tell people about the documentary, The Dimming. You can find it on geoengineeringwatch.org. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen on this topic, on the topic of weather, warfare, geoengineering. Dane Wigington, um, I wanna ask you about the commercial pilots you mentioned before the break, because um, I agree with you, they're not all implicated, but do they not have, because I was listening to a a pilot recently um, who was a whistleblower, his face and his voice were disguised. But he was saying um, uh, from the UK that they have to declare or they have to be aware if there's dangerous chemicals on board. So wouldn't they have some sort of an indication that they were transporting dangerous hazardous materials? Very good point, Maria. I certainly agree with you. And this is this comes down to, let's look at the medical industrial complex, the whole of which continues to try to convince populations that vaccines are, quote, safe and effective in spite of a mountain of growing data to the contrary over many, many decades. So they certainly should know. Again, we have an ally in Australia now that definitely knows. And we are communicating with commercial pilots that absolutely know their aircraft are being used. We're supplying them with our 20-page full-color fact and photo summary booklets that have images of uh, satellite images that are absolutely shockingly inarguable as to climate engineering operations being conducted. If copy of the federal gag order, the illegal gag order that's on the National Weather Service and NOAA right now, and, and they're leaving those in pilot lunchrooms very covertly to try to alert other pilots, again, as if they shouldn't know already. And I know this issue is incredibly hard to assimilate and to face, but as as Alex said in the previous break, I think the only way we can make a difference is to fully face the dark horizon. I mean, that's absolutely yes. the case. And that's the only place that solace lies, and not, not in pretending it isn't happening, not in pretending someone else will take care of it, but in each of us doing our part, that's the only way we can truly make a difference. And again, we can hide from a vaccine, we can hide from certain types of threats, but when they're literally destroying the planet's life support systems, contaminating virtually everything from the clouds to the ground, every breath we take, and they can put much more lethal elements in this anytime they want, how is that not a fight for life? I agree with you, Dane. Um, I, I want to ask you, you you said before that the uh, the New Hampshire bill, not very likely, 
why do you think that? Do you think it's because there isn't the public awareness? Uh, or is it because it's unlikely that most of the people are going to vote correctly in in um, when it comes to uh, you know voting on the bill? What What is it? People within the sphere of government, even though you have a couple that have drafted this legislation that appear to be trying to do something for the greater good, but there are many others within the system that will make it their business to make sure this does not pass. Uh, Rhode Island attempted this, it's been about three years ago. Geoengineeringwatch.org sent our top attorney to speak there, and he definitely disseminated inarguable data. Nevertheless, it was was killed. So this is what we would expect. Geoengineeringwatch.org sued a scientist that represents Caltech, Carnegie Science, uh, MIT, and Cornell. He's the scientist that single-handedly got the dimming censored on Facebook. And we knew, <coughs> we believed that the system would side with him, but we sued him anyway, and the system did side with him. They basically said he's not responsible for anything he does. Now, how can that be? When he, when he did something maliciously to damage not just geoengineeringwatch.org, but public awareness, and that's what matters most. But what we did get out of this lawsuit is coverage from places like Bloomberg News. They covered the fact that we sued these climate scientists that are, in fact, playing the part of a climate engineering cover-up actor. That's exactly what they're doing. And what I would argue, Maria, if we can fully expose this, every single individual from the climate scientists that I described, in this case, Dr. Douglas McMartin, and David Keith, the world's most recognized climate scientist, and every single weatherman, every single TV news anchor, anybody, every agency, every person within every agency, every elected official, they'll have a, a lot of explaining to do to a public that will be justifiably enraged at what's been done to them. And for all these people, again, playing a part in these crimes by helping to cover them up. Who was the one that in one of your documentaries said we're riding on the coats of our uh, coattails of our grandkids? Was that David Keith? That's Dr. David Keith. He is the face of climate engineering disinformation. For your listeners that haven't seen that, they can see him on the record on film stating that. And what else did he say? And again, I asked him these questions at an international climate engineering conference. I was one of about a hundred researchers with a press pass. They allowed about three questions. I was one. And when I confronted Dr. Keith as to his proposal to dump 10 to 20 million tons of aluminum nanoparticles into the atmosphere annually, that's an inconceivable amount of highly toxic material. When I confronted him, had they done any toxicological studies at all? His first response, paraphrased, was we've, we've looked at this. There's a lot of particulate matter in the sky anyway. A little more won't hurt. Wait a minute. The particulate matter that's in our sky isn't aluminum nanoparticles. Have you studied that? His response, his final response was no. Could terrible things happen tomorrow? We don't know. But the fact is they do know. And think about that kind of response from the world's most recognized climate engineer as if he doesn't know that spraying highly bioavailable and bioaccumulative aluminum nanoparticles into the air that we all get to breathe is not going to do harm. Of course they know. Of course they do. it. In a population that is less cognitively functional and less healthy is much easier to control, aren't they? Absolutely, John Kerry just, uh, I, I believe, announced that he's going to step down from his role of climate czar to help Joe Biden with his campaign because unless Joe Biden's president, we can't stop climate change. 
Uh, we can't do anything about climate change. It's like uh, you, 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 you madmen all over the world are on record saying that you are engineering the weather uh, and you are the ones causing it. I, I think it, it was you, Dane, that said to me, essentially climate change is real, but they're causing it. You know, we all say climate change is the biggest scam. No, no, these guys are causing it. That wouldn't have been me in that I, I certainly we're focused on climate engineering. GeoengineWatch.org is focused on climate engineering. And the bottom line is there can be no legitimate discussion about climate anything without addressing climate engineering first and foremost. But in regard to the state of the climate, again, it's important for us all to remember we've been really bad stewards of the planet, no doubt about that. And every form of human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet is a part of the problem. We acknowledge that at geoengineeringwatch.org. But that being said, has prevented the planet from responding to the damage done. And that's the biggest problem of all. So when you poison soils, soil microbiome, which is being virtually sterilized by the toxic rainfall from the fallout of these programs, and you have boreal forests, the lungs of the planet that now are no longer carbon sinks, they're no longer absorbing carbon and releasing oxygen because they're stomata, their respiratory ports are shutting, the, the organisms are shutting down. So we have, the again, the remaining life support systems of the planet being disabled by climate engineering. So we wanna focus on that first and foremost when we can stop that, if and when we can stop that, we can assess the rest, the rest of the damage being done. We're just simply saying because we don't wanna alienate those in the environmental community, communities and those that we need in this battle. So we, we wanna acknowledge that yes, we have been very bad stewards of the planet, but if we have a single human activity that's doing more damage than all of the rest, Shouldn't we focus on that first? And how we can how can we have a legitimate discussion about the climate again from any perspective without addressing the biggest single interference of all, climate engineering? Out of interest, Dane, who was the pilot out of Australia that you spoke with? Uh, his name is Graham. Um, Graham Hood. Graham Hood. I. Ah uh, yes, yes, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. Yeah, he's a wonderful man, very courageous man. Uh, you know, served in in the in the Bali bombings as well. I think uh, so. He's just he's just a great guy. And for a, a, the longest time, he was saying, "No, he it's is. not possible. Chemtrails don't exist." Um, and I think you know, uh, obviously, everyone. See, this is what I I'm trying to get to this point where you know I mentioned people said, "No, it's not happening." I find it hard to believe. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. pilots. A lot of pilots would think there's there's just no way. You know, we fly these airlines. There's just no way. Um, but but these are well-meaning people who are really waking up to more and more and more of the agenda as time goes on. We have to bring those people along on the journey like you were talking about. We don't want to alienate the environmentalists. We want to bring them oh. along on this battle for humanity. So I want to talk to you about that battle and the action plan moving forward right after this short break. We're here with Dane Wigington of geoengineeringwatch.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're here with our last segment with Dane Wigington. Uh, before, earlier in the broadcast, Dane, you sent me a picture. If the team have got that, uh, we, we want to bring that up right now. You made mention of the fact that the local weather operations, uh, the sort of the local spraying and, and and things like what the NOAA has posted um, are really more of a distraction to the wider operations. I want to hear about those wider operations. Uh, and you even said, you know, it's, it's kind of an unsaid agreement between countries uh, they will keep doing this. But for, can you just explain the distinction between local weather modification operations and the wider operation? 
Well, again, the local operations are completely negated by climate intervention operations. They're simply designed as a distraction. What you see in that map is extremely important. That is a departure from normal surface temperature map. The deeper the, the blues, the colder it is, the, the more of a departure from what is, quote, normal. And the, the reds and oranges, and forgive my colors if they're a little off, I am colorblind, but I can see that I can I know the difference here. I mean, I can see the map. The colors look different to me than others. But that's very clear where it's cold and where it's not. So when you have Texas colder than parts of Greenland in the Arctic, something is clearly radically wrong. And that's what people don't know when they're watching these sensationalized weather channel, climate engineering cover-up actors talking how about about how cold it is when, again, places like Denver that in the last five years has routinely gone from literally 85 degree all-time record highs to single digits in less than 24 hours. That is not nature. That's chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations. These are patented processes, causes an unbelievable cool down at the surface that may be only a few hundred feet thick. Again, we're speaking to pilots that are acknowledging they're seeing a temperature increase of 20, 30 degrees when they get a thousand feet off the deck. That's completely wrong and unnatural. So the map you just showed, again, reflecting that it is literally warmer. In fact, Greenland, less than a week ago, recorded temperatures of 12 degrees C, above a positive 12 degrees C. So we're somewhere in the range of 45, 50 degrees in Greenland, while it's near zero in, in Dallas or Louisiana. I mean, this is completely insane, completely unnatural. It will not last. Every single time they carry out an operation like this, doing immense damage to crops, infrastructure, people, uh, wildlife. But the rebound, the weather whiplash rebound is coming. And I just sent you another map. I'm not sure if you'll be able to post that or not, but it's it's the next week's scheduled weather from National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. What does it show? Coast to coast in the US, from above to far above to record high temperatures in a week. Think about that. So again, what I want to state and make clear, and, and I know, as again, Alex said on the break, that it's hard to face the horizon. And it is, it is difficult, but it's much more difficult not to. You can't hide in your cabin on the Titanic and think that's going to save you. You, you. you have to deal with the hole in the bottom of the boat or the boat's going to go down. Our time horizon on the current course is extremely short, and I don't mean centuries or decades. If we continue on the current course Mathematically and statistically, we could face extinction by the end of this decade. And I know people will roll their eyes and walk away from that as if I'm complete, I've lost my mind. I asked them to look at statistics today, right now. We've lost 80 to 90% of Earth's insect populations today. How many bugs do you see on your windshield? Not many. And plankton populations, no, no insects, no people, by the way. Let's make that clear. Plankton populations down 90% in the Atlantic, 90%. That's measured in 500 locations. Ozone layer, Maria, our, our NASA contract engineer that meters for us with equipment we supplied him, geoengineeringwatch.org, estimates right now we have about 23% of Earth's ozone layer remaining. It's, of course, thinner at the polar regions, thicker in other regions. It waxes and wanes. But once we hit functional collapse of the ozone layer, it can't grow food, no plankton. And... It's a matter of whatever you have in your cupboard. That's how long you're going to live. And, and again, we face that if on the current trajectory in the next few years. And climate engineering, single biggest factor destroying the ozone layer. So 
Bottom line is those in power know this. And here's the biggest variable of all, Maria, and I'll give it back to you. At the point that those in power can't mask the true severity and immediacy of what's unfolding from populations, and populations are about to panic, that's when you can expect those in power to play very big cards, like the next pathogen that the World Health Organization is already warning us is coming, that they say will be 20 times worse than COVID. You've seen that, I'm sure. I have, absolutely. They're talking about disease X, a hypothetical that they're already yes. developing mRNA injections for. I mean, you're, you're developing injections for a hypothetical disease. It's mm -hmm. it's really amazing uh, how, how they're so talented, Dane. Um, I guess this is this is something that I've been really looking at from the start of this year, because I know that we have the, the deadline of the international health regulations. The WHO wants to amend those regulations by May. Mind you, the deadline for them to submit their amendments is the 27th of January. However, uh, they've said they're not going to meet that deadline, which actually makes the international health regulations amendments null and void under the existing Article 55 of the IHR. But they won't tell you that. Uh, much like Antonio Guterres with his political declaration last year, uh, just earlier in the broadcast, Alex and Kirk Elliott were talking about this. The emergency platform the, um, uh, information that Kirk Elliott covered uh, includes events in the sky, events in space, uh, climate emergencies. It includes these things that essentially give Antonio Guterres dictatorial power over the whole world. And what happened, Dane, was come uh, September of last year, when I was in the States, I was actually warning about this. And I said, the United Nations are about to pass through a political declaration that says that Antonio Guterres, that, that all nations agree that Guterres is the leader of the world. It's a one world government declaration if any of these things were to happen. And what happened was 11 countries actually uh, were opposed to this, but Antonio Guterres and the United Nations went ahead and said, we've done it anyway. And so, I mean, these people are literally madmen and no doubt involved in this. And so I guess, you know, Dane, the possibilities are really endless, especially when you're talking about things like disease X, things like events in the sky, climate, uh, events. All of these things are absolutely possible. I want to encourage everyone to watch previous interviews I've done with Dane or even watch, um, you know, geoengineeringwatch.org, in my opinion, is, is one of the best resources in the world for this information. I direct everyone I possibly can to your website, Dane. Um, I've, I've never told you that, but I do often. Um, and so, uh, you know, considering what these people want to implement, what are your thoughts? We've got about three minutes left. What are your thoughts about where they may go in terms of disease X uh, causing, you know, further um, uh, freezing events and things of this nature before the 2024 election? I know you said that that's part of it, but not the, the grander scheme. I understand that. Um, but, but do you think that they're going to potentially cause a disease through what they're spraying? And what do people need to do about it right now? What's important to understand is that you can shut all forms of human activity off now, right now, today, including climate engineering, and we are going to hit the wall. If you have a car going 100 miles an hour, 10 feet from impact, you can put the brakes on all you want. You are going to hit. And that's our current situation. That's what so many people are having such a hard time dealing with. The map that you showed a moment ago that your producer showed, that's what's scheduled for the next week. So those areas that are record cold now, are literally at least what is scheduled from NOAA to be record high in a week. That is not nature. 
So bottom line is when the biosphere stops functioning from this massive interference and on top of all the other forms of human damage to the planet, we're done. It's over at that point. And we have people sleepwalking around about their lives, Maria, with their iPhones in their hand, with no clue of the oncoming train with the lights flashing and the horns blaring. We are perilously close to impact. What we can do right now, all of us, each of us, if we arm ourselves with credible data, geoengineeringwatch.org again strives to be that source, arm yourself with credible data. When you pass this issue on, don't point at the sky and just rant because that shuts people down. But again, yes. just like, as you mentioned, with Graham Hood from Australia, exceptional individual. I was so impressed with him, so sincere. Yeah. And his colleague, John, also the very sincere people that are, are, are now waking up to this issue with great courage. And we need others to do the same. But when you share credible data, you start a spot fire of awareness. And if you if you stoke that spot fire of awareness with more credible data and you wake that person up and they wake up too, and those two wake up two more, now we have an exponential equation. If we can reach a critical mass of awareness, we will have so many others joining us in this battle, just like Graham and John from Australia. And, and as we add to the ranks of this army of the awakened, now we have a chance of making a difference, even at this late hour. I agree with you, Dane. Uh, we are so, so grateful for all of the research that you've done and all of the resources that are available to people on geoengineeringwatch.org. You know, when I'm having conversations with people about the COVID injections, I convince them because I know some data, I know some cold hard facts, I've read the Pfizer documents. And so you need to be equipped and armed with this knowledge. Dane Wigington, thank you again so much for your time today. And thank you to the InfoWars crew. They've done a great job today. We'll see you all very, My very soon. I'll be back next week, hopefully. Oh, sorry, Dane, we've, we've, we're out of time. Thank you so much again. Please remember that we're funded by. All righty. A lot of good information there. Some scary stuff. Anybody have any comments on any of that? Uh, what do you think about uh, what's going on? Feel free to jump in. Or not. <laughs> Anybody? Go ahead, Gary. Hey, Jim. What's it like up where you're at, buddy? <laughs> Snowing cats and dogs, and uh, temperatures risen a little bit. It's now coming to work this morning. It was 10 degrees. It was 10 degrees when I got up, and we're having a heat wave right now. It's up to 20, and uh, it's pretty much T-shirt weather again. Um, we won't see T-shirt weather for a while. <laughs> yeah really when i go out to the barn that's usually inches. what i have on you know last 14 inches of snow today oh wow yeah we got a dusting last night just a little bit to kind of freshen things up but uh we don't even have an inch in the yard right now it's just cold enough to stay white but i'll tell you what okay. the dogs are loving it they go outside and they just play and play and play we got a foot on the ground now, Ooh. and we're supposed to get 10 to 14 more inches. Wow. But anyway, in 1986, I believe, either 86 or 96, I don't remember which, but the EPA got an okay to do this spraying, and it's in a, I can't, I wish I could remember more details, but it was 86 or 96, but they had to go through and do a survey of each county before they could spray over the county and i don't think any of those were ever done probably not yeah um i don't know if you caught part there talking about the uh legislation where was it uh somewhere out east 
and chances are it won't go through because they've got such powerful backing on this stuff that they basically tell all the voters to you know all the people in the legislature you better not vote for it (laughs) or they get paid off but uh, yeah and the funny thing is like he was saying you know next week i was just looking at my phone app and like i said right now it's uh, 20 it was between 8 and 10 when i got up this morning and Right now, it's saying, let's see, Thursday, it's going to be 28, Friday, 24, with snow, Saturday, 18, Sunday, 23, Monday, 33, Tuesday, 40, Wednesday, 45, Thursday, 54. Yesterday, when I looked at it, it was going to be 60 on Thursday, Friday, 52. we're We're getting the same thing. By next Sunday, our high is supposed to be 43. Yeah. In the middle of January... In Montana, something ain't right. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when they play around with this stuff. Well, what's going to precipitate, though, this is more scary than anything, is we're not getting, if that happens, we'll have fast melt. We won't get ground saturation. Mm -hmm. Our forest fires in the west are going to go through the roof. Yeah. And two, since you're going to have a fast melt, it's going to deprive the Midwest of all the water they need. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think it's, you know, because we had a late winter, too. I mean, normally we've got snow on the ground here, and it stays on the ground from middle of October on. Man. And we didn't get our first good snow till last week. Yeah. I can remember when I was a kid, I lived in northern Ohio, and my house was like 100 yards from the south shore of Lake Erie. And I can remember trick-or-treating in snow, and that same snow would be there in Easter when we were looking for eggs. I mean, it it came, and it never melted. Um, Well, at basketball sectional time, I can remember getting snowed out of basketball sectional Mm -hmm. in Indiana. Wow. That ain't happened in several years. (laughs) Yeah, strange stuff going on. And like I said, you know, they've been monkeying with the weather for years. That's why they've got a uh, treaty. I think they passed it in 77, saying they wouldn't use uh, weather control as a military weapon. It doesn't mean they yeah. won't use it against their own people, does it? Nope. <laughs> Craziness. I still think the uh, Hurricane Katrina, I think that was a big uh, weather deal. And uh, they're just monkeying around with stuff. And I'll tell you what. Sooner or later, we got to get to the bottom of this garbage and get it stopped, one way or another. Well, I know Katrina was because it hit areas that they went into and built tourist hotels afterwards. So they got the ground cheap, and then they built a bunch of tourist playgrounds mm-hmm. right there along the coast. Yeah, and they use as a uh, trial for gun collection, see how things would go both with the military and the. And the civilian population. Yep. And so anyway, I gotta go ahead. So I'll be listening. All right, man. Take care. Anybody else have any ideas? Any thoughts about this stuff? Kind of weird things going on. Don't forget to mute Gary. Or I'll go ahead and do it for you. Better safe than sorry. We won't get any odd noises in the background. <laughs> But um, let's see what else is going on here. 
still got the uh <laughs> the pissing match in texas where uh uh greg abbott apparently is growing a pair and is uh keeping the border patrol folks out of uh the eagle pass area and of course biden and companies having hissy fit about that it's stopping the flow of illegals which we can't have they got to keep a steady flow <laughs> oh my goodness but let's see here. President Joe Biden's abomination is up for another showdown with Republican Governor Greg Abbott as the Department of Justice recently asked the Supreme Court to order Texas to stop blocking Border Patrol agents from the portion of U.S.-Mexico border where large numbers of migrants have crossed in recent months. Well, the thing is, the Border Patrol's letting them cross. And Texas is doing the job that the Border Patrol should be doing, you know. It'll be interesting to see what the nine clowns in black gowns do with this one. Texas National Guard seized control of nearly a 50-acre or 20-hectare or hectare, uh, Shelby Park along Rio Grande in Eagle Pass, put up fencing, and is now hindering U.S. Border Patrol from entering the area as part of the state's effort to curb the surge of illegal immigration into Texas. Hey, you know, they're coming into Texas, and all the uh, lib states are trying to keep them in Texas, so Texas has every right to protect their border and their state security, you know, especially since the governor, you know, the federal government won't do their job. Eagle Pass Mayor Rolando Salinas said he was informed of the decision uh, was in connection with the governor's emergency declaration. Salinas told reporters it was not something the city had requested, and he said his understanding is that the Border Patrol was not was now not in the area as a result. Abbott posted on X, formerly Twitter, of his uh, government's actions, emphasizing that, they, uh, that with their fencing and blockade, they are making clear that Texas will be a tough place to cross. I hope so. Caravans of migrants are moving through uh, through Mexico toward the U.S. border, and this is uh, his Abbott's tweet. Uh, we are making clear that Texas will be a tough place to cross, and I got a little video here. Let's see if I can uh, set it up here. Come on, uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. I think this is it. No, oh. oh, wait a minute. Hmm. Turn the sound on, but there's no sound anyway. <laughs> They're just driving along, and apparently, I'm not sure what that's supposed to. I don't know if that fence that there's right there, if that's that can't possibly be the the border fence they put up. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Got military vehicles. Apparently, it's just a loop. Anyway, um, Texas Military Department confirms that Texas National Guard has seized control of Shelby Park and Eagle Pass City property where mass illegal crossings are and is restricting Border Patrol from accessing the area, saying the feds perpetuate illegal crossings. This is the area where Border Patrol has been cutting Texas uh, razor wire. Razor wire and fences are now deployed to block the area off from the public and federal government. Attached video is from the, our crew on the ground. 
this morning as they began uh, blocking it off. You can expect DOJ to sue Texas over this. Of course, you will. Got to keep those illegals coming in. Texas Military Department statement. Texas National Guard has maintained a presence with security points and temporary barrier in Shelby Park since 2021. This current or the current posture is to prevent or prepare for future illegal immigrant surges and to restrict access to organizations that perpetuate illegal immigrant crossings, a.k.a. the Border Patrol, <laughs> in the park and greater Eagle Pass area. Hmm. Reached out to the CBP and Border Patrol in the sector for comment hours ago. No response yet. Imagine that. So, anyway, getting crazy, isn't it? And I'm just reading, they've got the same stuff repeated here. Likewise, um, meanwhile, Border Patrol Union confirmed that to Fox News that agents were being blocked from entering the te- by Texas soldiers and praised Abbott for taking matters into his own hands. So <laughs> the Border Patrol seems to be glad that Abbott's doing it. Governor Abbott is not harming Border Patrol operations. He is enhancing them. National Border Patrol Council Brandon Judd said in a statement, oh, that guy's going to get fired. <laughs> His seizing control of Shelby Park allows our agents to deploy to, to troubled spots that experience high numbers of gotaways. Governor Abbott's actions should be seen as a force multiplier. Well, that's interesting. Likewise, uh, senior customs and border protection sources also confirm that Border Patrol is being blocked at two areas of operation in Eagle Pass and said that agents pulled resources to avoid a confrontation. It's of no operational or law enforcement benefit to try to block federal authorities from being able to do their job, a senior official said. Yeah, right. <laughs> When their job is to let the th- let the illegals in without hindrance, it is. Anyway, adding that uh, the tactic has no impact on the migrant flow, and that not, they're just going to go somewhere else where the uh, border control patrol is still in charge, and they'll let them in there. And that now, when Texas is done receiving them, they are still turned over to other locations. Therefore, it added uh, extra steps in the process. What they ought to do is just. Turn them around. Stand there with shotguns pointed at them. Say, turn around and go back. Anyway, Texas-Biden feud continues amid the worsening border crisis. It's like a modern-day showdown at the OK Corral, but this time it's in Eagle Pass, Texas, the face-off between Texas National Guard and Biden regime, thanks to a fully fed-up Governor Greg Abbott. Texas is now taking control of Biden's new voter invasion. <laughs> exactly. According to Abbott's uh, sales uh, spokesperson, (laughs) or salesperson, whatever, uh, Renee Ease, uh, Texas will continue to deploy National Guard soldiers, DPS troopers, and more barriers utilizing every tool and strategy to respond to Biden's ongoing border crisis. Separately, the Biden abomination has previously filed a uh, a case against Texas to... uh, over the re- a recently signed anti-illegal immigration law that allows state and local law enforcement to arrest illegal immigrants, which the Biden abomination says interferes with the federal government's authority and frustrates U.S. immigration operations and proceedings, because they are being missed to let them all in, and hurts relations with foreign governments. 
Texas, on the other hand, has sued the administration for cutting and destroying razor wire set up by Texas to stop illegal crossings. Yeah, they ought to charge them a million dollars for every piece of wire that gets cut. <laughs> that wire has been set up in, the, in areas close to Shelby Park. The lawsuit is ongoing and could be and soon could uh, and could soon be before the Supreme Court. We'll see. We believe that uh, Governor Abbott's policies and political stunts are not safe. Not safe for Texas communities and our CBP. Our law enforcement on the ground who are trying to do their <laughs> do their work of letting illegals in puts them in harm's way and they dehumanize and de- and demonize immigrants. <clears throat> Just deal with them for the criminals that they are. That's what three political stunts do, or these political stunts do. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said last month, slinky head, Abbott's office has dismissed the criticism or level at the uh, by the at it by the federal government, and uh, has instead accused the administration of fueling the crisis with open border policies. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'll tell you what, getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Oh, by the way, <laughs> got my second delivery yesterday from Market Wagon, and my uh, my dogs just love the pet milk. <laughs> they say it's really creamy and tasty. Um, I did the second two pork chops last night in sous vide. And, oh, my goodness, those puppies were tasty. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can find those things real quick. I don't know how easy it's going to be to get these. Um, (laughs) Do, 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 do. This one and that one. Airdrop, that should work. Uh, Got a couple pictures. (laughs) Uh, that should do it. I'm waiting for it to show up on my... Uh, there we go. Waiting. Opening photos. Bingo. All right. So just set the pictures from my phone to my computer. And... Recents. That should be one. Okay. Where are they? Hmm. That's weird. Hmm. Got a lot of good food there, but I can't figure out where the ones. Hmm. I hate when that happens. Nope. Weird. Well, anyway, they were on the thin side. They were only weren't even an inch thick. But uh, I did them in the sous vide system at 145 degrees for an hour and 15 minutes and uh, they came out perfect and i seared them in uh, bacon grease and uh, butter uh, two minutes per side and oh my they were yummy Um, my dogs uh, (laughs) didn't get a chance to eat any of it Had that with a side of bacon and cottage cheese, and oh my goodness, they were yummy. But I don't know where those pictures went. That's weird. 
Hmm. Anyway, also afterwards, while I had the system still set up, I ran the temperature up from 145 to 170 and threw a bunch of a dozen eggs in. And lo and behold, I ended up with perfect, I mean perfect, hard-boiled eggs. You put them in 170 degrees for an hour. And actually, I actually I forgot about them. And that's the beauty of sous vide. If you overcook, it doesn't make any difference. Um, they were in there probably for almost two hours. Because the system shut itself off at the uh, when the timer was done. So it went an hour and turned it off, and then the water just, you know, slowly started getting cooler and cooler. And I went in the kitchen to do something else and remembered those were, they were still in there. I said, oops. Took them out, threw them in an ice bath, and uh, later on peeled a couple of them, and the shells came right off, no problem. And, I mean, they were literally perfect. Nice yellow yolks. Um, absolutely um wonderful well come on now uh, hmm. that's weird strange anyway um the pork chops were yummy the eggs were yummy and uh can't complain it was good finally yeah. And here's some pictures of dinner. <laughs> uh, there they go. Should be able to see them in chat now. That's my porky chop. And searing them. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you what, I love that uh, YouTube channel, Sous Vide Everything. <laughs> that guy's crazy, but very knowledgeable. And his time frames and everything are good. Temperatures are right. But uh, it was good. Anybody else using the sous vide stuff? Uh, just curious. Anybody that can talk? <laughs> Is that anybody awake? Oh, my goodness. And I clicked to try to see those pictures and they won't come up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's strange. You should just be able to double-click on them. Uh, it should say open file. Are you seeing the uh, the actual files? They just won't open? Right, yes, I see the files. Hmm. Are you double-clicking? Because I double-click and they open right up. Not sure what's going on there. Well, I'm trying to double click, but it just, I don't know, it won't open. Hmm. Bummer. I don't know what to tell you. Um, sometimes, I don't know why these don't, but maybe it's because of the size of the file or something. But sometimes when you put them in there, they you can actually see them without clicking on them. You just see the small image. But these are just showing... I wonder, uh, hmm, let me try something else here, because I drug them straight from my um, uh, 
photos program right into chat. I'm copying them to my desktop first. And then I'm going to drop them in here and see if that changes it. Yeah, mine says you need yeah. HECP or something video to see it. They should show you. You should see the little thumbnails of them now. You should actually see the images. I just put the new ones in there. And I'm actually seeing the actual images instead of just a little file icon. Yeah, I, I can see them now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you click on them, hopefully they'll open. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm loving those things. You know, you just have to plan ahead with sous vide. You know, it's not something you can do in a hurry. But, like I said, it only took a little over an hour to do these, and they came out perfect. They were juicy, tender, just a little bit of pink inside. And I'll tell you what, yummy. I just wish they were bigger. <laughs> Um, those first pork chops I did in that thing, they were like two, two and a half inches thick. And man, I'll tell you what, that w those things were succulent. It was really, really good. I got to get a couple more of those. And that's a nice thing. You can still get pork chops pretty reasonably priced. Or what I'm thinking about doing is buying a pork loin and just slicing it and doing it that way. But um, that that stuff is yummy. <laughs> I was very, very happy. So, anyway, um, let's see here. Got about 40 minutes yet. Let's see what else is going on in the news. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Trying to get that website updated right before the show threw me off. Uh... Woke, woke cross-dressing United Airlines CEO under fire for diverse hiring comments. <laughs> Sponsoring drag shows. Oh, good grief. It's getting crazier and crazier every single day. Climate cultists now say indoor houseplants are bad for the planet. These idiots are going to, they'll not stop until they've said everything's bad for the planet. You know, looking in the mirror is bad for the planet. Senator Ron Johnson, COVID-19 injections 55 times deadlier than the flu vaccines. At least, <laughs> if not more. Fauci admits physically distancing rule implemented during pandemic not based on science. No, it wasn't. Nothing they do is based on science. And he should know because he's science. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why is that little turd even still relevant? I'm trying to figure out. Illegal selling drugs and burgers in Tent City in New York City's Randall's Island. <laughs> get your drugs, get your burgers. Mm -hmm. More and more children getting hurt in America workplaces as child labor violations skyrocket by 600%. Wow. You can't find... You know, millennials won't take jobs, so now they're getting kids to work again. There you go. Oh, watch Maddow melts down over rise of fascism. Joy Reid says Trump Iowa caucus landslide proves white Christians are racist. Oh, good grief. Uh, dyke. Let's see here. Trump wins decisively by in Iowa. 
56,260. DeSantis comes in second with 23,420. Bird Brain Nikki Haley, 21,085. I can't I can't believe Vivek Ramaswamy is only he only got eighty four forty nine. Asa Hutchinson one hundred ninety one. Chris Christie thirty five. <laughs> oh my goodness! Ramaswamy stepped out. I I would think Christie and Hutchinson definitely should, but they all should. <laughs> Good grief! All right, I'm gonna play one of these videos just for the fun of it, just for giggles. If I can get the uh, system to open up here. Come on. And the big picture takeaway from that, and I don't mean to be, again, too dark, as you said, on this, but it is not, if we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. If we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government. The leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm -hmm. But people wanting Joe that Biden. is a yeah. much mm -hmm. bigger part mm -hmm. of that That's equation. Right. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before. And I know because I've been studying this. But once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader's interchangeable. And yes, Trumpism is sometimes what we call it. Mm -hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian mm -hmm. movement inside yes. Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm -hmm. They are pushing Trump That's to right. get more and more right. extreme because the more extreme things he says, the more they, the more they adhere and to him. That yeah. and, and that is coming from a very large proportion of the American right that adheres to the Republican Party. And that's why this is a Republican Party problem more than it is the problem mm -hmm. of one man and his leadership. And we, and we tie can't... Together the, the I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's just the level of stupidity of the six people at that table was just beyond belief. I don't know if this is actually a video or not. Let me see if it will. I'm sorry, I just have to do a little bit of business just for a second. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. Stephanie, interrupt I was just saying, I believe that's why J.B. Pritzker is not afraid or not answering Joyce Gossip question. Hmm. Because as much as that... Oh, I love that one, too. <laughs> We can't air untrue things, but that's exactly what they do 24-7. Oh, my goodness.
What a bunch of boneheads. From what I understand, Iowa ran out of change of party forms. Which is something that is, I'm sure, you know, they had no idea would be happening. But you had a bunch of Democrats that were changing parties at the last minute so they could vote for somebody other than Trump to kind of screw things up. And they actually ran out of forms. There were so many people doing it. And you can bet they're all going to change back and, you know, when the time comes. But uh, that's the only reason Nikki Haley got the votes that she did. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Let's see what this one says. This is probably the Joy Reid deal. But, you know, I feel like the, the important sort of data point, and, and, you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight, is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate Particularly in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical st white state. And he said the following to me Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out, or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours, and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a, is a fraudulent American, is a less, a, a less real American, then you don't care about electability. You care about what God has given That's a joke. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of entertainment value coming up here in the next several months. As these people melt down, uh, like I said, I'm not involved in the electoral process or anything like that, but it's it's interesting just to watch these morons and their freak show. Anyway, <laughs> Total PSYOP, American Psychological Association, seeks federal funding to fight misinformation online, in other words, to commit more censorship. Good grief. American Psychological Association, APA, is expanding efforts that it launched in 2021 to combat what it considers to be misinformation and is seeking additional government funding to aid in its quest. So the government's going to be funding violation of the First Amendment. Of course, that's how well the Constitution works. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the APA accepted a $2 million grant from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the COVID death cult, to help it control the lamestream COVID-19 narratives. They were tasked with developing a scientific consensus statement on the science of misinformation. <laughs> what a joke and a post on the APA's website announcing that, a, that a, the award claimed psychologists can serve an important role in guiding the world out of the pandemic. We are the discipline with expertise to address vaccine decision-making and susceptibility to misinformation. Oh, geez. 
They're all a bunch of liberal lunatics, too. Not content to stop there, however. They are now pursuing additional federal funding by proclaiming psychologists as uniquely positioned professionals capable of researching misinformation and coming up with solutions. In a self-serving post on their website outlining eight recommendations for countering misinformation, the APA lists funding psychological research studies as one of its solutions. Yeah. Who, and who's going to do the studying, and they're, who's going to, they're going to find the, uh, you know, they'll be predetermined as to what the results will be, exactly what they want it to show. Explaining that large-scale trials will help them understand which interventions work best at combating specific types of misinformation. In a new post on the American Psychological Association website, the group's CEO, Arthur C. Evans, Jr., boasts that the CDC asked them to help fight misinformation and explains how a team of top psychologists spent much of last year poring over research on misinformation and drafting recommendations for mental health providers, social media platforms, and policymakers. It begins with an alarming introduction with, choose, uh, with carefully chosen wording designed to make misinformation sound like an urgent and far-reaching issue Writing the scourge of misinformation touches every aspect in the field of psychology. Clinicians work with patients who have been subsumed, there's a good word, by harmful conspiracy theories. He also said that because this year is an election year, fighting misinformation will be one of psychology's top concerns in 2024. Oh, we can't have people out there finding out the truth. According to Dr. Evans, researchers found that debunking this information repeatedly and, bo and boosting uh, trusted sources that share more accurate information is essential. Oh, yeah. More trusted sources like CDC, CNN, MSNBC, <laughs> the Democratic Party, uh, which sounds like the perfect, ex perfect excuse to exercise even more censorship over what people are discussing online. In fact, Dr. Evans posts... Uh, reports that the APA is trying to disseminate this message. We are also asking social media companies to reduce the spread of misinformation and are pushing for new federal funding to fund more ways to counter it, he notes. Oh, yeah, they're going to set up their little algorithm so that nothing, if it's got the truth in it, it won't get through. Is the CDC seeking, uh, seeking scientific justification for censorship? Of course, we have already seen big tech's guidelines in action during the pandemic, working overtime to convey government narratives and censoring those who, who dare to provide helpful and proven information if it goes against those narratives. In other words, the truth. In a recent hearing on social media censorship, House Judiciary... House Judiciary Chairman, Representative Jim Jordan, Republican Ohio, revealed that internal documents from Google, owner of YouTube, uh, indicate that President Biden pressured the video sharing platform to censor Americans who were spreading what he considered misinformation, a.k.a. the truth, related to the COVID-19 virus and vaccines, which in practice targeted vaccine skeptics and those who shared negative reactions they experienced after getting jabbed. In a post on X, Representative Jordan explained, we knew the Biden White House was pushing Facebook and Twitter to censor more 
Now we know the White House was repeatedly pressuring Google to censor content on YouTube. He explained how Biden's digital strategy director, Rob Flaherty, reached out to Google asking how they could better crack down on vaccine misinformation and find out how they can work with the social media platform to combat it. And the thing is, the problem is, who determines what is misinformation and what is not, obviously. And even if misinformation really was misinformation, the government has no right, no authority, no whatever to censor it. People have a right to say what they want to say. He also cited the Wall Street Journal's reporting on Facebook, re, Facebook's removal of COVID-19 content after demands by Biden writing Facebook removed content related to COVID-19 in response to pressure from the Biden administration, including posts claiming the virus was man-made, according to internal company communications viewed by the Wall Street Journal. Considering the way that people who tried to share their concerns about COVID-19 vaccines were often mocked online for not believing in science by those on the left, it makes perfect sense that the APA and the CDC are so eager to spend money trying to find scientific justification for further censorship. What they need to do is look in the mirror and stop, just stop saying what they're saying, and that would solve the problem because they're the ones that need to be censored, if anybody. That they're the ones, they're lying. Anyway. Uh, crazy. Beijing shipping's firm halts Israeli operations despite strong ties with Houthi backer Tehran amidst rising Med sea, Red Sea tensions. Hmm. Israel cannot beat Hezbollah, DIA's secret assessment concludes. Hmm. Scottish parents, ah, yes. This is something I want to cover before. Scottish parents face seven years in prison for refusing to affirm children's gender identity. Newly proposed legislation in Scotland would make it a crime punishable by up to seven years in prison for parents to refuse to affirm their gender dysphoric children's self-selected gender identity. This is getting sicker and sicker. Legislators launched a public consultation in early January to end all conversation practices, or excuse me, all conversion practices for both sexual orientation and gender identity. If passed, the bill will impose harsh punishments on parents who refuse to play along with their children's LGBTQ, WXYZ, square root of three delusions, including a child's desire to slice off body parts or take gender-bending pharmaceuticals. Proposed by Scottish Equalities Minister Emma Roddick, the bill aims to criminalize what it calls coercive behavior by parents that intends to change or suppress a child's gender identity because doing so, according to Roddick, causes harm to the child. According to this idiot, the word word coercive as used in the legislation is defined as any type of violent, threatening, or intimidating behavior towards a child that involves controlling the victim's day-to-day activities or that involves pressuring the victim to get a particular way, act in a particular way. Pressuring the victim, the child. The, whatever happened to parents being parents? This is absolute insanity. 
Such behavior would need to be persistent in order to qualify for punishment, though the bill states that it only needs to happen on at least two occasions to constitute a violation of harm. Harm, as defined in the bill, involves any physical or psychological act that causes fear, alarm, and distress in a child's mind. Oh, good grief. Parental rights on the chopping block throughout the West. Under the proposal, parents would still be allowed to defend themselves against punishment if they can prove that their actions were objectively reasonable. And who are they going to prove it to when all the courts and the legislators are all totally unreasonable nut jobs? A group called Women Scotland that exists to protect the rights of women and children, never men, of course, in Scotland is expressing concerns about the draft legislation. We have grave concerns that these plans will criminalize loving parents who could face years in jail simply for refusing to sign up to the gender ideology cult, said Woman Scotland spokesperson Marion Calder. Well, thank goodness they've got a little common sense. They will also hand activists and social workers unprecedented powers to meddle in family life while having a child having a child or chilling impact on therapists and counselors. If the SNP and Greens insist on pushing this through, it is likely to go the same way as the toxic self-ID and named person laws to be blocked in the courts. The newly proposed legislation comes amid numerous other recently passed bills pushed by the left-wing Scottish National Party, or the SNP, which spends a lot of its time promoting transgenderism, particularly among children. Good grief. Last year, the SMP voted to remove the requirement for a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria in order to apply for a gender recognition certificate, which is needed in Scotland to legally change one's official gender. Good grief. Another reform pushed by SMP involves slashing the amount of time an applicant has to live in a preferred gender for from two years to just three months, as well as lowering the minimum age at which a person can apply for a gender recognition certificate from 18 to 16 years. The UK government committed it in its uh, 2018 LGBT action plan to end the practice of conversion therapy and published a consult- consultation in October 2021 reads an uh, overview statement from the Scottish government. However, a bill has not been included in the UK government's uh, legislative program for 2023 and 2024. Conversion practices are harmful. They are promoted with an ideology that views LGBTQI plus identities as wrong and believes that they can be changed. This legislation aims to protect people from the harm of conversion practices. Man, a few years back, people would look at this and wonder who wrote this. Uh, was it something Stephen King came up with? <laughs> I mean, you just can't make this crap up. It's unbelievable. Uh, ben Armstrong, China's balloon launched over Taiwan is a distraction for p- surprise attack on America. Paul Craig Roberts, Washington deems truth its most dangerous enemy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) First it's white people, then it's, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, 
uh, white supremacy, and now it's the truth. According to former economist and government official Paul Craig Roberts, the federal government in Washington, D.C., deems the truth to be its most dangerous enemy. (laughs) That's why everything is about disinformation. He expounded on this claim in a December 23rd piece on his blog. Uh, Roberts cited political commentator, excuse me, commentator, uh, sorry about that, Tucker Carlson's remarks about how both the U.S. and U.K. have committed an enormous crime against whistleblower Julian Assange. Roberts said both the Central Intelligence Agency and the American media worked hand in glove in framing Assange. He also elaborated on the whistleblower's fate, having been held for four years in solitary confinement in the U.K.'s maximum security prison without charges of total violation of habeas corpus and for seven years previously in the Ecuadorian embassy in London until Washington paid the Ecuadorian president to revoke Assange's asylum so he could be seized. Good grief. He ought to be given a freaking medal. The former official was astounded with the American media's endless promoting of the parroting of the CIA's false claim that Assange was a dangerous spy and a threat to the U.S. national security simply for doing a journalist's job and stating the truth. Based on this, he concluded that America is no, uh, no longer had a media, but a ministry of propaganda. Roberts further, further lamented that some Americans have allowed themselves to be indoctrinated and brainwashed by the lies of the so-called prostitutes are telling them. Yeah, probably a, you know majority of them it also shows conclusively that washington regards truth as its most dangerous enemy he said a country without a media cannot be free or have an accountable government americans who think that they live in a free country are completely deluded they are pathetic (laughs) there you go Assange has been in jail since 2019 for exposing the truth that was longer than that According to the U.S. News and World Report, Assange, uh, his probable final legal challenge to stop this, uh, his extradition from the U.K. to the U.S., where he is wanted on criminal charges, will be held at London's High Court in February of 2024. 52-year-old founder of WikiLeaks is wanted by the U.S. authorities on 18 counts, including one under a spying act linking to the site's release of uh, enormous troves of secret U.S. military records and diplomatic cables, which Washington said had put lives in danger. Campaigners said a public hearing would ha- would happen at the High Court on February 20th and, 20- and, and 21st when two judges will review a previous ruling which had refused Assange's permission to appeal. Wik- WikiLeaks announced in a statement, The two-day hearing may be the final chance for uh, Julian Assange to prevent his extradition to the U.S. WikiLeaks finally came to the prominence in 2010 when it released hundreds of thousands of confidential classified files and uh, diplomatic cables in what was the biggest security breach of its kind in U.S. military history, uh, which American prosecutors said endangered the lives of agents named in the leaked material. Supporters of Assange described him as an anti-establishment hero who has been victimized because he exposed U.S. misconduct. Uh, 
and that his persecute or prosecution <laughs> Freudian slip is an attack on journalism and free speech. But if Washington's extradition pushes through after exhausting all legal appeals, Assange would face trial in Alexandria, Virginia. The whistleblower could be sentenced to up to 175 years in an American maximum security prison, essentially a life term <laughs> or longer. The charges were initiated by the Trump administration over WikiLeaks 2010 publication of cables leaked by U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning recounting or recounting uh, war crimes committed by the American government in the Guantanamo Bay Cuba detention camp, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. The materials also expose cases of the CIA engaging in torture and rendition. Aside from the London High Court, Assange's lawyers have also applied to the European Court of Human Rights, which could likely order the extradition to be stopped. The last four and a half years have taken the most considerable toll on Julian and his family, including our two young sons. The persecution of this innocent journalist and publisher must end, said his wife Stella, whom Assange married in prison. Follow Truth.News for more news about the truth being suppressed by the federal government and lamestream media. And there's a little thing from Tucker Carlson on Assange. Let me uh, set up the sharing here. Do, 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 do. Oops. Here we go. Julian Assange is one of the greatest journalists of our age. He spent his entire adult life bringing previously concealed facts to the public about what our leaders are doing. That is the very definition of journalism. Yet Julian Assange is not a hero in America's newsrooms. He's an enemy. Assange made the mistake of offending the media's real constituency, which is not the public, but the powerful. For doing this, journalists accuse Assange of being what they are, a political operative posing as a reporter. In 2010, Assange and his organization, WikiLeaks, published an enormous cache of secret documents that revealed what the U.S. government had been doing in Iraq. Included was a 38-minute gun sight video that depicted Apache helicopters mowing down a group of civilians in Baghdad, including two Reuters employees. There's more than keep walking by, and one of them has a weapon. Roger receipt. You see all those people standing down there? Oh, yeah. That's a weapon. Yeah. Hotel 263, you're going to want to. I'll bring an RPG. All right, we got a guy with an RPG. Come on, fire. Oh, we got a guy. Now he's behind the building. Come on, fire. Hey, Roger. Get you. Get you. The video is a problem for the government because officials had lied about what happened that day. At one point, the Pentagon claimed the video didn't even exist. Assange proved that it did. A few years later, Assange upended a presidential race by publishing a trove of internal emails from the Democratic Party. Democrats claimed the emails had been hacked by the Russian government, but they hadn't been. That was a lie. The emails had been leaked from within the DNC itself almost certainly by a disgruntled employee. Those emails proved that Hillary Clinton's campaign had rigged the 2016 Democratic primary against Bernie Sanders. It was the scoop of the decade, but it was only one of many that Julian Assange broke. For the crime of upstaging them and embarrassing their patrons, 
the media hated Julian Assange even more. And especially with Assange, what, what bothers me the most is that he hides under this sort of broad definition of a journalist. And we have to come out and say that this is not, you know, stealing and, and using disinformation for a foreign government yeah. is not journalism. This is a no-brainer. This guy, Julian Assange, directed and led an organization that led to the largest breach of classified information in U.S. history. This is not some do-gooder whistleblower. Assange is a criminal. He's damaged national security. Assange isn't a journalist. He's a criminal, squeaked the faithful servants of power. Embarrassed governments around the world agreed. The government of Sweden, acting in concert with British authorities, charged Assange with a fake sex crime. He's a rapist, they said. Global media amplified the lie. Ultimately, the charges were dropped for lack of evidence. But by that point, Julian Assange was a prisoner. He'd been driven into internal exile in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where he sought political asylum. He spent more than seven years there, unable to leave. Then, in 2017, Assange broke his last big story. WikiLeaks revealed the existence of an illegal CIA spying program. Assange withheld most of the details of that program so as not to compromise American national security. But the story was still deeply humiliating to the CIA. In Washington, CIA director Mike Pompeo decided to murder him. Pompeo discussed with his deputies how the CIA might kidnap Assange from the embassy in London or poison him inside. That is not conjecture. Multiple witnesses heard Mike Pompeo say that. At the time, keep in mind, Julian Assange had not been charged with any crime in the United States. Mike Pompeo considered it a death penalty offense to embarrass the CIA. You may be asking, is any of this legal? Can federal appointees use tax dollars to kill people who annoy them? Well, not technically. Mike Pompeo committed a felony, conspiracy to commit murder. And yet somehow, Mike Pompeo is not in prison. Instead, he's the toast of the donor class, a friend and advisor to the most powerful people in America. It's Julian Assange who's in prison for the crime of offending Mike Pompeo. Assange is currently being held behind bars by the British government, which has not charged him with any crime. Assange now sits in the most fortified penitentiary in the UK, Belmarsh, where every murderer in London is held. He's been there for more than four years, trapped in solitary confinement, cut off from his wife and two children, wasting away alone among killers and mental patients and awaiting extradition to the United States for trial. Assange has been charged in the US under the century-old Espionage Act, a transparently unconstitutional law which is used almost exclusively to punish political crimes. Yet Julian Assange has never committed espionage. Nor does the U.S. government have any real interest in trying him under that law. His current incarceration is the whole point. Torture Assange to death in jail so he will never again speak publicly. It's all so grotesque and so immoral that it's hard to believe it's actually happening in public view. Belmarsh authorities will not allow Assange to be interviewed, lest his case bring more embarrassment to the CIA. But we decided to travel there to see him anyway. It would be interesting to see the interview <laughs> if they did one. But anyway, crazy stuff going on. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, U.S. Canadian AI companies collaborate with Chinese experts to shape international AI policy. Oof. 
That's some dangerous stuff. Hmm. Woke Pixar Animation Studios, Walt Disney, to cut 20% of its workforce. Hopefully because they're going out of business. Electric car sales growth slows by nearly 50% in 2023. People are starting to wake up, I think. Ditching alcohol can reduce your risk of cancer. Oh, but you'll be so much happier if you can't even think about it, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we're down to a couple of minutes. Anybody have any last-minute uh, comments, questions, anything like that? Happy to deal with them. Uh, let's see here. Just checking some of the other feeds. Satanic Jews exposed in Brooklyn underground. Oops. What happened here? How do I get that back? Um, underground tunnels where children are subject to satanic ritual abuse. Lady Liberty's last dance. Ooh. Goodness. Man's protest in Yemen. Naval war expands. Two U.S. Navy SEALs reportedly lost fighting Somali pirates. Yeah, I mentioned that yesterday. Hmm. Getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Never-ending story. Anywho, let's see here. What about Epic Times? What are they saying these days? The real story of January 6th, Part 2. Ooh. Hour and 25 minute long video. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out on that. We are out of time. <laughs> Appreciate everybody being here. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We'll be back tomorrow with Mike Callan DW talking about the Christianity of Patrick Henry. It's going to be good. Take care and God bless. <laughs>